Raising awareness of the needs of the children in the foster system through our partnership with Children's Hope Alliance. This is Ron Clements with my wife, Patty. Hello there. And it is Thursday morning, and we had kind of a late night in Detroit at Comerica Park, hanging out with a unicorn, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, You know, we kind of like moderate expectations of Comerica Park in Detroit, and we you know, knew it was like a nice park. It was one of the better parks, but I think we were both pretty much like blown away by Comerica Park. It was awesome. Yeah, it definitely exceeded expectations. I mean, what other park do you have where you are walking in and what's one of the first things you see but a carousel? Yeah, in the big cat concession area, there's a carousel right in the middle of it. And, you know, we had never seen a carousel at a baseball game before. Now, they weren't ponies or horses or anything like that in the carousel. They were, of course, tigers because it's the Detroit Tigers. Of course, yeah. All a bunch of tigers and like the bench that you sit on or whatever. Nor had we ever seen a stadium before that had a Ferris wheel. Right. A Ferris wheel of baseballs. And this wasn't just some measly little tiny little thing you climb into. Like you could have put fit like four or five people into one of those baseballs oh for sure so we had never seen a stadium with a carousel we had never seen a stadium with a ferris wheel and comerica park at us both it's very kid oriented as far as the activities that are there you know they have the batting cages and all that that you typically see but then you have these that just totally blow anything else away as far as kid amenities and when we do our stadium reviews we try to slant it as much as we can toward like things they have for children. Children and families, right? And that Ferris wheel, it's two bucks a person. Yeah. I don't know reasonable. what the carousel cost because it actually wasn't running when we saw it. I, um, it was running later, but when we first got there, I yeah, didn't see it running but, right. I mean, the Ferris wheel, though, we, you and I went up in it because, well, one, we had never been to Comerica Park before, and two, we're just a couple of big kids anyway. Of course. <laughs> So so we, we got on the Ferris wheel. But yeah, two bucks a person. That is less than you're gonna pay at like, you know, your average county fair to ride the Ferris wheel. You know, so this I don't know. I haven't been to a county fair in a really long time, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's definitely not expensive to ride. So that's not at good all. Thing. And the prices at Comerica Park, uh ticket prices were, were fine, of course. The Tigers donated 20 tickets to the Student Advocacy Center of Michigan, and we were sitting around uh, like nine kids um, and some adults and a couple of unicorns, Gordy and Erica. (laughs) Right. The food is very reasonably priced, and I got to give a shout out to the guy I met at the stadium Wednesday night named Anthony. I wanted some cinnamon roasted almonds, and it's cash only. And I said, I got to go back to my seats to to my wife to get the cash. I didn't have any cash on me. And you had cash. Right. Well, what does Anthony do? He just goes over, without me even knowing, he goes over to the adjacent stand where the almonds were being sold. And he 
bought us a bag of cinnamon almonds. So thank you very much, Anthony. Yeah, that was very nice of him. And I don't think he even knew what we were doing. It was just I, a I, gesture right. toward another person it, in it, general. It was. Pay it forward. And I did tell him afterward what we were doing and I gave him a card. And I hope Anthony is listening to this. <laughs> hey, Anthony. Thanks uh, for the almonds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my cousin's wife, uh, well, fiance rather, uh, Jillian, who is from Michigan, told me that we had to get the cinnamon roasted almonds so we did uh they were okay sorry jillian they were just okay uh <laughs> one thing we really did like there was the shawarma nachos those were really good those were very tasty yeah so think it was uh instead of nacho chips there were pita chips and instead of salsa it was hummus and then they had other stuff on there was, instead of like uh pulled pork or or ground beef it was chicken um but yeah they were good and the whole big thing was only 13 dollars. and it fed both of us and to be quite honest i was full and I, we didn't even Me finish too. it all so we finished most of it but yeah it was i mean 13 bucks uh the food was not that pricey uh the drinks are your typical ballpark prices they're not cheap but everything else about comerica park we loved we actually our phones were fully charged when we got there so we actually didn't even look for charging I did see, stations. I did see a charging station. Did you? Okay. Yes. In a publicly accessible spot? Exactly. Okay. Yes. You said Comerica Park reminded you a little bit of Camden Yards, and I'm curious how. Just in that I feel like they've pulled pieces from it, just like we had heard that different parks have done. They have the statues, which I know statues aren't like a crazy idea, but, you know, it's just kind of... That the feel, just the feeling of the park, um, looking out toward the outfield, having the green ivy covered wall. And I know that's kind of Wrigley-esque, but it, it's not the way they've done it. And that, and I just think the feeling of it, not the whole thing, it's definitely not the same, but there are the feeling of it to some extent. And Comerica Park did open like right around the turn of the century, so probably eight to ten years after Camden Yards opened. So, it, it, I just really liked the concourse. Um, I liked the inside of the stadium itself. Good views. The only thing we had a problem with was the sun hitting us in the wrong spot. Yeah, we're down the third base line. Uh, the Tigers not only donated tickets, but they it was section one thirty nine, so we were right down yeah, the left. Yeah, that was very generous. It was very nice uh, tickets, and now we got to all the safety measures in Major League Baseball, so we had a net in front of us, so no fall balls. Sorry, kids. Sorry, Ron. No fall balls. <laughs> uh, but when the the game first started, though, because the sun was setting behind home plate, we did have a pretty bad glare as we tried to look to home plate. There's a glare off of the net. Right. And it made it very difficult to actually watch. And the Twins scored two runs in the first inning. But then that was all they scored. It's final score is 5-2. to two. Yeah. Again, yay, home team. Yeah, Tigers scored four runs in the eighth inning. So, uh, But the aforementioned unicorn, uh, Gordy Wikes, he had his friend Erica who also wore these, was dressed as a quote-unquote unicorn. She was wearing these mermaid uh, leggings and uh, had the, had the unicorn uh, horn. Uh, I had a unicorn horn for a little bit, you but did, I ended up giving it to a little it kid. You did, and then you gave it to a little kid, which is yeah. very nice. Yeah, she came up and asked if 
where I got it. And I said, I got it from a friend. Would you like it? <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was very nice. And uh, we also handed out some Children's Hope Alliance stuff to so some kids sitting around us. And speaking of Children's Hope Alliance, here's a word from Children's Hope Alliance. And when we come back, you will hear from Gordy Wikes, a.k.a. the Tiger's Unicorn. I didn't give birth to these kids, but they're here and they're our family and they're our kids. Carrie and her husband couldn't have a baby on their own, but they wanted to raise a family. So they reached out to Children's Hope Alliance to learn about becoming foster parents. Children's Hope Alliance helped place a little boy named Riley in their home. The couple adopted Riley about a year later, then adopted his older brother too. Now their house and their hearts are full of family. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. Did you know there are enough kids in foster care to fill the rosters of almost 1,500 MLB teams and their entire farm systems? We need more foster parents. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn more. In 2014, there were 702,000 cases of reported child maltreatment in the U.S. That's enough to pack Wrigley Field 17 times. Visit childrenshopealliance.org to learn how to give hope to a child. Any child should be able to at least go to a foster home and experience the family. After a traumatic past, Briar was fostered and adopted through Children's Hope Alliance. I felt like God chose this place, and I feel like when He opened the door for them being my foster parents, He also opened the door for them being my mom and dad. There are kids right now in your community waiting for someone like you to open their hearts and home. To learn more about becoming a foster parent or to learn how to spread the word about fostering, visit childrenshopealliance.org advocate. All right, folks, we're back on the Home Run on Wheels podcast, and we are here with our good friend, Gordy Wikes, a.k.a. the Tiger Unicorn. Gordy, how are you, man? Fantastic. Thanks for sharing this game with me. Yeah, so we're talking to Gordy outside of Comerica Park, where we just saw Wednesday night the Detroit Tigers beat the Minnesota Twins thanks to a four-run eighth inning. And And the Rally Goose. Yeah, Rally Goose. What is that all about, the Rally Goose? <laughs> we had a goose in the park the other week, and uh, it was actually neat because a veterinarian was here, and the goose hit one of the scoreboards and came down, and she actually left with the goose. Um, but they ended up winning the game, and the goose has kind of been an unofficial mascot since then. Kind of like the Cardinals and the Rally Squirrel, huh? Yeah, a lot like that. So, rally, all right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to bust up this party, but this is the most unique individual I've seen tonight. And I'm going to tell you, this is inspirational. This is purely inspirational. Did, did you bring us the victory tonight? Uh, you know, I bring the magic. The victory came from the Tigers, but I bring a little magic. The glitter's to the magic. That's all I'm saying. That's outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, well, who, who, had, who had the rally mantis? Was that Kansas City? I, I, I might have been Kansas City. Yeah. I can't remember. So, all right. So, how often does that happen, where some, where you're, you're dressed as a unicorn and somebody just w- stops and uh, wants to talk to you, like that just happened? Quite a bit. I, w- I was trying to estimate the number of pictures I've taken with people, and it's got to be in the thousands by now. How long have you been doing this? Um, dressing like a unicorn, specifically, a couple years, but I've been dressing like a weirdo for as long as I can remember. In eighth grade, I was voted most unique dresser. And at 33, I'm going to be the youngest to accept the Lifetime Achievement Award for <laughs> Unique Dresser. So why the unicorn? How did that start? I, I found the hat, and I travel alone a lot. And so the unicorn is kind of symbolic of being the only one. Um, so when you're by yourself, it helps to meet people. 
I first met you down in Florida and, and you at a uh, spring training game. It was a Rays game at Port Charlotte, and you were part of a dance competition down there. So I actually thought at the time you, like, worked for the Rays. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I remember when I first met you at the end of the game. It was towards the end of the game. Yeah, it was like the, the ninth <laughs> inning. There's a guy who just walked by and yelled, loved it, pointing to Gordy. <laughs> yeah, I remember you spoke something into a recorder, and I'm like, this is not just a regular fan. This this guy is doing something else. Yep. So how did the whole unicorn thing start? I like to meet people, so I was traveling, um, I was in Austin, Texas, and I saw this hat, and I was headed to New Orleans, and I thought, this could make me some friends on Bourbon Street, uh, and it was to the point where people thought I was a street performer and were, were trying to tip me, and my friend was yelling at me, why didn't you take the tips, and I'm just an amateur weirdo, I'm not professional yet. <laughs> um, so af- after that New Orleans trip, I just kind of kept rocking it, and you saw me in... Uh, Fort Myers. It yeah. was a hot day that day. And it was. <laughs> kind of a trooper uh, keeping it on during games like that. But you won that dance competition. I did. I don't uh, against, I don't think it was fair. Uh, against two women, though. <laughs> that That's true. That's true. But I, I don't think it's fair to unicorn against people is not <laughs> not an equal match. Unicorn match-up. wins every yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I, I could have just went out there and just kind of moved my arm up and down and I still would have won. But I'm sure, knowing you now, that you put your heart and soul into that dance. I didn't get to see it, but... Yeah, I did not know what a ribbon dance-off was when they asked me, <laughs> but I'm like, oh yeah, sure, I'll be a part of this competition, so... So, and then how I got hooked up with Gordy. So, I, I talked to him, like you mentioned, uh, during the ninth inning of that game. The, the the Rays actually beat the Blue Jays with a crazy walk-off. The ball ended up falling in between four Blue Jays players. It was kind of weird. But then I am driving away, and I saw you walking on the side of the road, uh, on, the, on the sidewalk. And I was like, hey, there's that there's that guy. <laughs> um, I'm going to, and he's, you were by yourself. And I was like, I'm going to just, you know, it was hot, like like you mentioned. And so I stopped, and it was in the car when I picked you up and, and gave you a ride up to, to the restaurant you were going to. And that's when we talked, and I found out what you, uh, what you do and uh, the nonprofit for whom you work. Well, that's when I found out what you were doing, right. uh, raising money for Hope Alliance. Children's Hope Alliance, yeah. Yes. The Student Advocacy Center of Michigan. We got 20 tickets from the Tigers for, for Wednesday's game, uh, which was awesome. What exactly does the Student Advocacy Center of Michigan do? They were originally started um, to help students that were being unfairly kicked out of schools. Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan is known as a generally liberal place these days, uh, but it was not like that years ago. Um, And so we do non-legal advocacy, uh, but we had one legal case where Ann Arbor schools were saying that African-American students spoke a version of English that was so different from standard English that it constituted a foreign language. Um, And you can go and read our uh, founder's name is Ruth Ruth Swifler and she's a really remarkable woman and she showed me a picture of taking her students to federal court um, and it, it was in Time Magazine. It's just a really beautiful photo, and she kind of sarcastically said, "What well, these are my very bad students that that we took to court." And she said, "When we got in there, not a peep from them." Um, so that's the original work. That's still a lot of the work. Uh, special ed- education advocacy for students who aren't 
getting the special education rights that they're um, required by law. And then there's some other programs that were added more recently, and that's what I do. Um, there's a mentor program called Check and Connect. Um, and it's an evidence-based uh, dropout prevention program. But they found out that they can track uh, what students are at risk to drop out as early as kindergarten. Um, I learned after I worked there that preschool expulsions are a big problem, which just really... You say preschool? Up. Preschool, yeah. Um, so a lot of those are not really public schools, um, so they don't have to use the same discretion that public schools do, and it's easier to kick out preschool kids. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, rough to think about, and we actually um, worked for maybe 10 years to get, Michigan had some of the worst zero tolerance laws on the book. Um, so if you had a knife with a blade of more than three and a half inches, it was a mandatory 180 days out of school. And so this didn't matter if you were a first grader who was feeling threatened and brought it because they thought they needed to protect themselves, or a 18-year-old student on the autism spectrum that they caught him with the knife because he was using it to cut up an apple at lunch. 180 days out of school. Wow. So what does it mean for, for you? Now, I, I know you, you said your organization frequently requests tickets from the Tigers, and, and, and the Tigers have been very uh, accommodating. What, is it, what does it mean to the kids uh, to be able to come, to come out to a Tigers game? It means lots of things, and I, I'm big on career placement, so I take students to a lot of fun events, and then I start pointing out, look at what this person has to do. There's food service here. There's guest service here. There's all these different jobs that you can do that isn't being a professional athlete, but keeps you around the environment. That's awesome. Gordy, you actually, though, are an avid baseball fan. You're, you're a huge Tigers fan. Huge. And you've been to a lot of stadiums, right? You, I think, I th you told me what you've been to nineteen. Is that correct? Nineteen active, twenty-one total. With so, what are the two inactive stadiums you've been to? Uh, old Cle Cleveland Municipal and, of course, Tiger okay. Stadium. Oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. Of those nineteen current stadiums, what's your favorite? It's a tough question. You can't say Comerica Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby. <laughs> you know, uh, different parks have different things to offer. I, I think San Francisco is a gorgeous place to watch a ball game. But then the historic parks, you don't get the same feel in any modern park as those. Um, but then I could say Colorado, which has some of the best staff there is. Yeah, and... You're speaking of the historic stadiums, I mean, Fen have you been to Fenway? I have. That was one of my favorites just because of the history and the green monster. Yeah, you can feel it all around you. We will be at Wrigley Field next week on Tuesday. In between will be a game at uh, the White Sox Stadium. What is it called? Guaranteed Rate Field? I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed Rate Field. We'll be there on Father's Day. In Chicago, they still call it Comiskey. Yeah. Uh, but it was U.S. Cellular, I think, last time I was there. And how was that stadium? I, I've never been there before. Not bad. I thought the shower in center field was interesting. You say a shower? There's a shower out there. I forget the historical what do, significance. What do you mean by shower? There's a there's a shower well, a that sprays shower? water. A literal yeah. shower? 
a shower. <laughs> All right. And oh. It was a hot day, so people were actually utilizing it. <laughs> okay. Well, we saw the fountain go off in center field here at uh, Comerica Park because the Tigers won. Yeah, yeah, that's our uh, home run celebration, too. So outside of AT&T Park, which we will be at in uh, the end of July, we'll actually be there on my birthday, July 27th, when the my Brewers are playing the Giants out there. So Happy birthday to you, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> we'll play that clip again on July 27th. <laughs> A unicorn wishing me happy birthday. Guys, I really wish you could see uh, Gordy. He is wearing, uh, what, what are you wearing? Can, can you kind of describe your outfit from the toes on up? Uh, yeah, so. Purple <laughs> shoes. Yeah, yeah uh, pink kind of glittery, uh, Converse All-Stars, uh, some almost knee-high donut socks, uh, some leggings that are uh, Monk's Scream painting. Then I've got some Tiger shorts and a uh, Squad Goals tank top that I'm wearing with my mermaid friend. Uh, and, of course, the standard unicorn hat. And then who else is with you down here? Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, I guess I don't consider him an article of clothing. I consider him a tiger. But he's I, part of your your whole persona, right? He's, he's, he's been with me through thick and thin. It's... Uh, more than a fanny pack, but Carlos, a tiger head fanny pack that I bought in Austin. I love Carlos's blue eyes. <laughs> They're very pretty, aren't they? It's like a Siberian tiger because <laughs> it's a white tiger. Yeah, well, and they kind of match mine, I feel like. You know, we may uh, have some common ancestors down the line somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so not only is the unicorn Gordy's spirit animal, but also the white tiger. Yeah, all tigers. <laughs> <laughs> you you talked about before when you uh, you, you dress as a unicorn. You, you, you're kind of a shy person, and, you, and this is a way where you don't necessarily have to approach people. They will approach you because uh, of of how you're dressed. How do you use that when you're talking with the kids you're working with? Yeah, so I, I kind of take advantage of working with kids and having my wardrobe kind of look like a little kid wardrobe. Um, so sometimes I meet students on the worst day of their life, and when you have a unicorn or Chewbacca or uh, any number of various characters, Zelda's another one, it seems more familiar, and it can be kind of reassuring to, to see a unicorn on the worst day of your life. What do you mean by worst? So like, like what, what's going on in these kids' lives? Um, well, expulsion um, can, can be a huge one, and you have to go through this huge process, and a lot of times... When students are excluded from school, nobody thinks of what happens to them. I had a um, middle school student that was expelled for what I think of as minor, minor things, but nobody checked in on her. And so she was out of school until she was maybe 17. Um, there were some language barriers, and they were sending notes home, and mom was receiving them but not understanding them. And, you know, there's a whole process to go through before you can be readmitted to schools. And for some, it's as simple as a petition, um, but others require essays or community service. Um, and usually they require, I think they're down to two letters of recommendation now. But sometimes for a lot of students, that's, it's hard to find those two letters of recommendation. But that's part of the work you do, though, right? Yeah, I've, I definitely write a lot of le letters of recommendation, and I definitely try to hunt out people to write them for them and um, figure out that process because it's not, 
every every school district does it differently. So even even sometimes I'm I'm baffled by what I have to do and I have to figure out. Thanks so much, Gordy, and uh, it's it's awesome the work you do with these kids. We appreciate you, Ron. Thanks for coming out and thanks for sharing baseball with me again. And how can people, other people, help? Help on your own level or help with? Help with the Student Advocacy Center. Uh, we have a website, uh, studentadvocacycenter.org. Um, there's links to donate. Um, if you're local, we're looking for volunteers, tutors. We have a helpline um, that helps students all across Michigan. Um, so we served, I don't know the number of counties, but I looked at the map and into the Upper Peninsula and... I think those are the ones that come come to my head at the moment. All right, thanks so much, Gordy. That's uh, Gordon Wikes, the Tigers unicorn, on the Home Run on Wheels podcast. Gordy, we really appreciate it. Thanks again. I appreciate you, Ron and Patty. Patty, Gordy was a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun, and he's a, he's just a great guy. Erica was fun, too. Gordy does a lot of great things and has a great heart, and you can just tell when he's talking about the his job – that he's passionate about it without a doubt he he's not someone who's trying to work with an organization just to like collect a paycheck he genuinely cares about these kids and and is trying to make life better for them absolutely and they definitely have challenges and there's there's definitely I learned from this experience some things I didn't know about of the challenges that these kids are facing who are, you know, expelled from school. I had, I, you know, you don't think about that kind of thing. Not at all. And that's probably my biggest takeaway from this trip so far is that the things we've learned, the whole trip, 14 stadiums in and we got 16 more to go. This whole thing has been a huge learning experience for us because when we started this, we weren't people who were even connected at all to like the foster care system and stuff so we're learning about the challenges of these kids kind of as we go and yeah that's stuff you don't necessarily think about kids being expelled for you know whatever reason and trying to get back in to school and then not necessarily having a place to live either as we've said repeatedly over the last few months on the home run on wheels podcast is a kid deserves to be a kid. And if if you're worried about when you're going to be able to go to school or where your next meal is coming from or where you're even going to sleep, those are not things kids should have to think about. Absolutely. And hopefully we can inspire people to help, to reach out, to volunteer, to donate, to become a foster parent or adopt. Any of those would be of great help. Yeah, and the, if you volunteer at an organization, you can be a mentor, like a big brother or a big sister. Um, you know, these kids who are in this, these situations, they need help. They need positive influences in their lives. So hopefully you can do that. When we leave here tomorrow, we'll be heading to Chicago, where we will see both the White Sox and the Cubs play. We had been to Wrigley Field before. We've never been to guaranteed rate field where the White Sox play so we're looking forward to that and then from there we go to Milwaukee where June 21st against the Cardinals we will go to a game with more kids and probably learn even more about kids in the foster system and the challenges they face when we speak with Matt Raisler of a new family services so we're looking forward to that 
And Patty, I know you're really excited because you have cousins and your parents are going to come see us in Chicago. I am very excited. You know, the, the trip is fun. We get to see a lot of things. There are challenges that we face along the way with the RV, just the RV life or just trying, you know, we're busy. But I'm excited, so excited to see my family, my parents especially. I'm actually hoping your dad can give us some pointers because your parents own an RV. So, you know, maybe there's something we're doing wrong that will make our life easier in the RV. But um, So, folks, uh, we will talk about some of that stuff next week. Until then, have a great weekend. And thank you so much for listening to the Home Run on Wheels podcast. If you want to get involved with Children's Hope Alliance, text the word HEALING to 50155. Thanks again. Have a great weekend.